0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the of Learning Podcast. I am your host, as always, Huzefa, and today we are talking about words, we are talking about language, we are talking about the all-elusive skill of developing a really robust vocabulary, one that you can use in writing, one that you can use in speech, and of course, one that you can use in reading, so you can know how to decipher certain sentences that are a bit more complex. And of course, this has the obvious application of standardized tests. Now, standardized tests like the SAT and the ACT, or the SAT in particular, no longer tests like it did once upon a time. It no longer tests strict vocabulary. What I, and what I mean by that is it no longer has things like analogies or sentence completion in where you're basically just trying to know these really obscure words that doesn't exist anymore. They the, the SAT now tries to emphasize, and the ACT, some more practical, reasonable applications of vocabulary. There are tests, however, like the IC, which still does use sentence completion, which does require sort, uh, sort of like strict definition, where you basically get a word and then you have to select an appropriate synonym. So on these tests, if your child or if you are taking one of these tests to get placed into a middle school or a high school, you will vocabulary strict vocabulary knowledge is a little more important. So I want to talk about that. I love words. And I've really developed more of my vocabulary a bit later in life. I remember trying to go through some of these flat just basically strict flashcards when I was a kid. And I didn't particularly get into it but i started enjoying it more later in life because i write a lot now and and i write for fun so i get a lot of enjoyment out of out of being able to use new words and just making my writing sound good it's not about trying to fill or stuff your writing with as many large words as possible to make it sound more knowledgeable or anything like that in fact it would have the opposite effect if if a essay or article were overly complex. But instead, it's about deploying these nice words, nice sounding words strategically, so that you can make your article when somebody reads it, it can sound nice, it can sound pretty. It's sort of it, it gives you a wider scope of colors to use for whatever your verbal painting that you're trying to make. And it's really cool. So and, and understanding words in a thorough way. That's the key to knowing how to use them strategically, effectively pull them out when when need be. And it's kind of fun because what I notice is once I've learned a word pretty well, you don't have to think about it, they'll just pop into your head. It's kind of like your brain, I think once you get a feel for writing, your brain knows what's gonna sound good, When in a particular point, it's just going to throw that word into your brain. It's really cool. So what we're doing today is I'm talking about how to help your child develop their his or her vocabulary. And in addition to sharing my thoughts, I'm going to be reading from this really cool article I found. It's called it's by Scholastic. It's called Ten Research Tested Ways to Build Children's Vocabulary. And so we're going to go through this article. But in addition, I want to share three apps. That they're the top ranked apps in the iPhone in the uh, App Store, and they're designed for vocabulary building, and they're all uh, I believe they're all free, and and I want to share those apps also because I think that like personally, apps are a great way to learn because flashcards might feel a little cumbersome. Apps, it's everything can be all included in one nice little, your nice little phone or iPad, and they can go through at their own pace and try and learn these words. But I really have to emphasize, I think that this process, hopefully, I hope anyways, for your kids or for you should feel fun. Because if you can, if you can get it into that mind frame, where it's, it's something that is actually being intrinsically strived for, then, then it can be really cool. Otherwise, it can be, a bit, it can be a bit of a grind. So here we go. Each year, the International Reading Association surveys literacy leaders from around the world regarding what's hot and what's not in literacy. Year after year, vocabulary has been rated not hot. Yet over 75% of those surveyed think it should be hot. And we agree. And the fact that you are reading this means that you probably do too. That is correct, Scholastic. Thank you. Research suggests that vocabulary is enormously important to children's development, especially in reading. Research clearly indicates that children with large vocabularies have high school achievement in general and higher reading achievement in particular. In fact, people with larger larger vocabularies even have higher IQs. Fortunately, a child's vocabulary is not predestined. Rather, teachers can have a real impact on children's vocabulary knowledge. Research shows that teachers can do things that significantly increase children's vocabularies. That's pretty cool. It's the same idea with anything. It's the same idea with test prep. It's the same idea with math. It's not predestined. It's not predetermined. It can be molded, and it can be influenced. So that's good news. So now we're going to go through all these different suggestions um, and there are ten of them. And then after we're going to state the suggestion, and then give the the reasoning. And that's what's cool about Scholastic is it's well researched. They give some really good information as to why to back it up. Number one, read to them. Read to your kids. Probably we've heard this over and over. My mom used to read to us. Actually, up till a, a fairly, I think even she was reading to us when I was around twelve or thirteen, just for fun. Me and my sister. We'll go in my mom's room and all sorts of different random things. We, I know we read Les Robs together. We read a lot of Greek mythology because that's what I always liked as a kid. Man, I used to love Greek mythology and stuff like that. So anyways, read to them. Studies indicate that children do learn words from books read aloud to them. Most helpful will be reading aloud books and other materials that have some but not too many words that are new to children. Read aloud of storybooks is important, but also important to read aloud of other types of texts, such as information books. Some research even suggests that teachers and parents highlight vocabulary when reading aloud information books, that, uh, when when more when reading aloud information books than when reading aloud stories. Uh, that's really cool. Actually, we didn't do that. We didn't do the highlighting, but I, man, now that I think back on it, that would have been cool. It would have been a fun little thing we could have all done together. All right. Next, get them reading. Okay, so some of you might be saying some of this is obvious. Uh, yes, but still important. And I think it's cool to hear Scholastic's viewpoint. So get them reading. Children also learn new words through reading independently. Researchers estimate that 5 to 15% of all the words we learn, we learn from reading. That's interesting. And indeed, children who read more tend to have richer vocabularies. So when we engage students in motivational activities to encourage reading, we're simultaneously improving their vocabularies. Very nice. Next, number three, engage children in rich oral language. Children also learn words through talk, especially from listening to and participating in high-level conversations. For example, one study showed that young children whose parents used more rare words at the dinner table had higher vocabularies and later reading achievement than other children. So in school, we need to involve children in rich, meaningful conversations whenever we can. And for parents at home, that's, that's a great thing to do, too. Maybe you develop an interest in learning some new words and then share those new, new words. It doesn't even have to be a blatant thing. You can sneak these words in to your dinner conversations or whatnot. Number four, encourage reading and talk at home. As the Rare Words study suggests... Children can also develop their vocabularies at home. Encouraging reading and conversations outside of school, for example, by sending home books and interactive activities can have positive effects. Even viewing certain television programs, most notably Sesame Street, has been shown to improve young children's vocabularies. Okay, so there you go. Things you can do at home. Number five, raise word consciousness. We want children to notice when they encounter new words and to want, to want to learn them. Some researchers refer to this as word consciousness. There are many ways to draw children's attention to, to words around them. Playing with words through games, songs, and humor can be powerful. Simply encouraging children to recognize when they have encountered new words and to notice special characteristics of words will also raise word consciousness. All right, next we have teach important words. Yes, we can teach children new words. But time and other factors means there are limits to how many new words we can teach. For this reason, it is important to select words for teaching very carefully. The factors to consider include how important and useful knowledge of the word would be, how easily relatable the word is to other words, and how much knowing the word will help the unit, text, or situation at hand. So give words in context to a certain degree. I think that's important. It's really cool. You can find on, I think it's on Dictionary.com or Merriam-Webster. I got. I'm gonna double check as I'm talking right now, but on one of these websites. So I developed a vocabulary course myself, and what I noticed is on this one website, it's really cool. We have, we have the when you look up a certain word, it tells you how often it's looked up. Okay, meaning. It's essentially telling you how often it's used in, in a sense. It's a really cool metric. And so what you can do if you want is if you, you can look. So I'm going to look up a word right now. Let's say boisterous. And it says pops this is a really cool. So it it's it is Merriam-Webster. You go to Merriam-Webster and you look up a word. And right to the right of it, it's in grayed out text. It says popularity, popularity bottom 50% of words. So you can go through if you're thinking of words to learn together i think it's great personally to use words that maybe on the higher end of the bo- of this popularity list not necessarily there's some words that i i love and i think are really cool that probably are in <laughs> the bottom 25 percent who knows but this is a, a great metric as far as really trying to figure out what's going to have the most use the most application okay okay next teach conceptually related words so again this is idea the idea of being in context so it often makes sense to teach words not individually but in sets that are conceptually related for example words related to farms words related to families or names of different animals and a lot of vocabulary books by the way usually try and do this to a certain degree they will try and and group things based on topic or whatnot so you can string them together and and use them and it's just going to help bolster your memory okay number eight relate new words to known words theory and research on vocabulary learning suggests that helping children relate new words to words they already know is very important for example if a child knows the word fruit and knows the word apple these words can help children learn the word kiwi if a child knows what it means to be mad that may help him learn. Frustrated, teaching children to use the context around a word to tr- to try to figure out word meanings can also be effective. Again, this is all about making associations with the brain. I think visual cues, visual associations, are particularly effective, and that's just been shown from numerous studies, in, in, including basically memory champions of the world. There's a really interesting. there's a really interesting interview. I can't remember the guy's name, but he wanted to write a book about these memory competitions that they have every year in the U.S. And I think there's a, there's a TED Talk on this. I'm going to find it. I'm going to put it in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Uh, you can check out the show notes at www.scalerlearning.com. So he goes and he wants to write a story about these memory competitions, and he decides to actually participate. Uh, he wants to be involved and he learns that these guys aren't necessarily geniuses or they don't have this natural ability that they're just born with with super memories in fact they all train themselves to be able to retain information at a almost like a superhuman level and he starts figuring out how they're doing that and what he finds is they do that by associating everything with these really, really, really strong visual cues, essentially engaging the visual part of your brain that may normally be dormant when you're learning new words. Use the same trick for if you're trying to remember a bunch of people's names that you're meeting for the first time, things like that. And he, it's, it's funny because through this story, as he was just trying to participate and learn, he trains so much and gets so addicted to this process of, of building your vocabulary, he wins. He wins the competition, has the top memory of, for the entire year, and he emphasizes over and over that he does not have a naturally strong memory. So I think that's really important too. If you can, if you can relate this to new words or really develop a strong picture in your mind of what what it means or what these particular words end up uh, end up meaning. Okay, next let's go to number nine, and that is expose children to words multiple times in meaningful context. Clearly, knowledge of a word is more likely, is sorry, c- clearly knowledge of a word is likely to be stronger after three encounters than after just one, and more thorough after encounters in multiple contexts than just one. Successful vocabulary programs have children encountering words repeatedly and diversely. This is going to come into play when I talk about these apps as well, and I'll tell you which one is my favorite. As As you well know, simply hearing or reading a dictionary definition for a word does not do enough to help children get it, nor does basic drill and practice. Rather, children need to encounter words in meaningful activities, conversations, and texts. And last, number 10, which I've already touched on, enjoy words. There's been a lot of research on the relationship between motivation and vocabulary learning, but successful vocabulary programs seem to have motivational elements, and motivation or interest is a part of word consciousness. Certainly in our own teaching we have noticed that when children were more motivated to learn new words they did so readily and we would guess that you have noticed this too so of course. You want to encourage the interest and again I'll reiterate one more time I think for parents it would be really cool if you were interested or maybe developed an interest in words and then shared that with your children I think that would be a really strong way to support to support the, their development. Okay, now we are at the part of the show where I'm going to talk about some of these apps. All right. Oh yes, and I believe I said all of these were free. The the first one I'm going to talk about, this is the top-rated app on the app in the App Store, and it's not free. It's actually 2.99. This isn't my my favorite my favorite one though, but uh I'm going to start here because it has a lot of ratings, 12 almost 1300 ratings and they're very very high. You should definitely check this out. And I'd say find one that works for your kids. can vary. So this one is called vocabulary.com. And it's pretty cool because it'll give you some new words. You can click on them. You can, you can look up their definition. But it gives you, then it puts them in a sentence. This is, it tries to be kind of funny, these sentences. It puts it in a sentence in context so you can learn the word again. So let me give you an example here. So it has this word called, actually, I didn't know this word, called hirsute, and it means hairy. Okay, so it gives you the definition, then you click on it, and it shows you this funny sentence, and it says, what do Santa Claus, Bigfoot, and unicorns have in common? Aside from the fact that they're completely real, they're also hirsute, very hairy creatures. And then it goes on to more of a real definition, all mammals have hair, but the ones that have more than others, you might call them hirsute. There are hirsute people, like lumberjacks with a jungle of chest hair, bearded ladies at a circus, or just someone with a scraggly hairdo. The word is pronounced hirsute, so if you see a woman, and then, you know, etc., etc., it goes on, and... So it has and it has some of these other it, it has some different things too as well. It basically has a ranking system which I think is really important. It starts you off at novice, and hotshot, phenom and then eventually prodigy depending on the number of words you end up mastering. Okay. So that's vocabulary.com. It's 2.99. But now I'm going to get to the one that I think is actually my favorite. This is the next one. This is Vocabulary Builder from Magoosh. Magoosh is an excellent resource for all things test prep and education. So it's called the Vocabulary Builder from Magoosh, and it has 1,200 vocabulary words picked by an expert tutor. That's what it says for its sort of byline. And what's really cool about this is that you, you're basically... Okay, so you're, you're getting these new words. First, it's asking you to essentially choose the definition uh, that, that relates to these three words. And then... It'll take you take you through sentences. It'll take you through different exercises. And then once it has determined based on these correct choices that you have mastered something, then you don't see it. But it learns. It's based on if, if it feels like you have a weak definition or weak understanding you've gotten it wrong here and there, it'll keep showing it to you repeatedly until it's ingrained. And I like this. And it's got all these different – it's got progress bars so you can keep track where you're going. And there's even a feature where you can play people in – vocabulary matchups, vocabulary competitions. I think that's fun. Engaging with your friends is super cool. All right, and then finally we have Word of the Day. Uh, Word of the Day is also free and it will just basically throw up a word each day. You can do more than a word each day if you want, but it'll start each day with a word and you can click on it if you would like. You can ignore it if you want, but you can click on it and it'll give you a definition. Very simple, but it's, it's an automated way to keep you to remind you to learn one word every day that's pretty cool so you can so super simple free and like I said I would say try all these out see what works for you I like the Magoo app, but that doesn't mean it's the best one uh, you you just want to experiment and see whatever seems to vibe best with you or your child and and go with that and yeah I really must say I've enjoyed the process later in life reading a lot learning more words it's fun You can use them. Sounds smart. (laughs) It's enjoyable. But it's not really about that, obviously. I think a lot of people try to use words in that way, but it's about the beauty of language. It's about making something that has a lot of flavor and color in it. So that's it. That's it for today's episode. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up that TED Talk uh, the, for the gentleman who won the memory competition. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I'm going to put this article in the show notes. Check it out. You can see the show notes at www.scalerlearning.com. And of course, if you have not subscribed yet, I encourage you to do so. We got new content coming out every day this summer, so a lot of content. It's going to be great. Can't wait. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at huzaifa at would love to hear from you. Thank you again for joining. See you guys next time. Take it easy. Skin, give me that skin,